Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast, baby. You already know it's Wednesday, and I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. You know, me, I've just been streaming a ton. Hopefully, you guys have stopped by and said hi. Uh, it's been a blast. I've been streaming a lot of Resident Evil 3, and I plan on streaming a lot more in the future. And I also streamed a little thing called Cuphead, which I'll talk about in a minute, but I uh, just want to shout out a couple things at the beginning of the show, starting with the uh, stream itself. I have the link in the description of this podcast on whatever you're listening on. Uh, that is my YouTube channel. I have, uh, I think I'm at 61 subscribers as of this recording, and you know it's growing. Go leave a subby. That helps a lot. I appreciate it. And you know, if you guys are more video content savvy, then I might actually start doing the podcast in video format. Um, yeah, it just sounds like a a more fun thing to do. I'll be able to put some gameplay alongside it and stuff uh, while I talk about things. And I think it's, I think it'd be nice. I think it'd be very, very nice. I'll probably start that either next week or the week after, depending. I got so much stuff going on in life that's kind of halting that. Even my stream setup right now is a little uh, archaic. I have, I typically have a green screen and my camera and all that. And I brought my camera with me to where I'm at. However, I do not have a green screen. So I just have a full camera box on the bottom of the screen it's kind of janky looking and uh, I prefer the quality to be a lot higher but hey and I'm, I'm also streaming off a MacBook it's not even like you know I'm I'm missing a lot of my equipment from being over here so over the next week I will be streaming a ton but it will be um, in a more what do you call it limited format not in the sense of content but more in the sense of just how the content's gonna look which isn't the worst thing in the world. It still looks good. It's just, you know, I don't know. I'm picky about this kind of stuff. Anyways, I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. You know, a lot of stuff to play. I've been buying games left and right. There's so many deals going on. I can't help myself. I recently ordered WarioWare online uh, on eBay somewhere. I think I got it for like 30 bucks. And I can't wait to try it out. The dude uh, just shipped it. So I should be getting that soon. I don't know. This is like way TMI, but you know. You get what I'm saying. I'm just I'm trying out a lot of different things. I'm almost done with my my new recent playthrough of Resident Evil 3 that I've been doing on stream, and that has been great, man. I absolutely love that game, and I definitely want to come in and talk about it. Probably on Friday, I should have it beaten. Uh, I will want to talk about the review for that game. I don't remember if I gave. I think I gave a review in the past. Uh, I did not give a. I don't think I ever gave a number to it. So. I plan on giving a number uh, come Friday, hey, yo. and um, yeah, I can't wait, you know, I can't freaking wait. Other than that, what else is there to talk about, you know what I'm saying, what else What else we got to talk about? Resident Evil 3, uh, I will be doing a review, and also, I will also, might my, my, you know, might have a little, little review today, you know, might have a little something something today, if you read the title of the podcast, uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Sorry if the audio sounds weird. As I said, I am I am with limited resources this week due to me helping out someone. So I am currently not at my uh, full power, if you will. But uh, yeah, I wanted to shout out the podcast. It's YouTube.com. Uh, I want to say it's like slash E-M as in man, O-N-T 2006, which is kind of hard to remember. So just Google or a search on YouTube, the X-Button Podcast. It should pop up, if I remember correctly. Uh, or you can type in my name, Jordan uh, Maddox, and it should 
pop up. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, yeah, there's many ways to find it. Uh, like I said, the link is in the description if you just want a straight shot to it. And uh, that's that for the, the stream, you know. Absolutely. I've thoroughly enjoyed streaming. I don't know what it is about it this time. I used to stream on Facebook.com, and I... I liked it to an extent, but it felt so limited on Facebook. It felt like I couldn't do what I wanted to do. It felt like the audience wasn't really coming in. It felt like people weren't really checking me out. And it, it seems like so far on YouTube that no matter what, if I stream, I feel like I am getting at least one new person to stream. And that is way more than I got on, on Facebook. There'd be times where I would stream for like hours and no viewers or hours and maybe one viewer and then they'll leave or, I'll get a couple people and then they'll, you know, they'll dip and it says people are engaging in stuff, but they're not because it's Facebook. So like they count you looking at stuff, engagement. It's, it's a long story, but, uh, needless to say, all this aside, let me just, let me cut to the chase. Resident Evil review. I'm loving streaming. I want to play, I'm trying to figure out what to play next on stream. I want to play Resident Evil 2, uh, because you know, these games came out with their PS5 updates and that's mainly why I'm playing them. So, uh, you know, I'll have my review on that. Basically, the PS5 version is what's happening on Friday. Um, but I really want to play RE2. I really want to play RE Village again. I just want to replay them all, man. It's It's been so fun revisiting RE3. It's giving me uh, something to stream. It's fun. It's exciting because, like, as you're playing, there are jump scares. You know, you're solving puzzles. There's a lot of things going on. Chats with you. Um, it's a very fun stream game, and I am uh, near completion on that i've i feel like i've been talking in circles but let's just let's just get right into it let's talk about cuphead for a second i wanted to give a review on cuphead because it's an amazing game it's something that like i've slept on for so long and i i started playing a while back and then i was like all right it's really tough i don't know if i want to fully dive like dive into it and try to get good at it and then they announced the dlc and i said hey time to dive in even harder brother so I dive in and, uh, you know, your boy, your boy completed it. I beat it. Give it up. How am I doing this with absolutely no hands? I'm typing right now. Scratching my head. Pouring a drink right now. How am I, how am I doing this with no hands? Um, yeah, your boy beat Cuphead. I did not get the platinum yet. I am considering going, going back for it, but it seems like it's going to be one of those things that's like... I got to beat the game on expert and I got to, you know, I got to do a lot of stuff I might not want to do. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to look up the guide for it. I think I need to do that, but, uh, if I do go for it, I think it'll be on stream. So you guys get to watch it. If you, if you really want to see the, the struggle, um, yeah, it is a fantastic game that. I feel like a lot of people will overlook because of the difficulty, similar to like Dark Souls and stuff. But I think one thing that makes Cuphead special is that it it rewards you for doing well. It actually gives you, you know, you get coins for completing some of the running gun levels. You get coins for beating bosses and you use those coins to buy stuff to um, actually upgrade and improve your character and, and your, your bullets, if you will, uh, which can drastically change the game. The charms that you equip can drastically change the game. I have one called Coffee that constantly builds up your super attack uh, nonstop. So as you're playing and you're shooting bosses, your super attack will constantly load instead of it being only from your bullets. So that on top of you getting super for your bullets, 
you're blasting supers left and right. It actually helps out a ton. And things like that can actually make the game a lot easier than you think. Uh, don't get me wrong. It is still a very hard game. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It is very difficult. But in my opinion, at least for me, in my case, I think I think it's a little bit more doable via it being you know, so easy to upgrade some of the weapons you're using. Some of the weapons you use, you may hate. Some of the weapons you use may make you kill a boss in like triple the time. So uh, experimenting with the weapons and the and the upgrades and the charms can actually drastically change your gameplay. You might want to try different ones for different bosses. Um, and of course, you know, it has a co-op mode, which I never tried because nobody knows how to play the freaking game that I know. So I can't play that with them. But... <sighs> I know for a fact that this game is amazing on its own solo. Obviously, you have the art style, which is very unique. Very, very few games look like this, uh, especially with its like retro style cartoon theme. It, it's something that you've never really seen in video games for the most part, uh, at least to this degree. This is meant to kind of replicate those old, what are they, like 40s cartoons, 30s cartoons, where... You know, there's a lot of crackle, it's a lot of vinyl scratches, it's a lot of, like, old-timey music, like, you know, step music. And it's, man, what a, what a phenomenal game. I absolutely love Cuphead with, with you know, it, it became one of, the, like, my top games of all time, I think. Like, it is so weird and unique, and I, I can't think of many other games outside of maybe the Soul Series that are difficult and makes me want to go back and play more and actually get the Platinum if I can uh, as I said, it's a steep ask right now, so I'm not sure if I can get it, but, uh, so far I am interested in trying to at least go for it. I just, I don't know if I can or not, but Cuphead is special in many different ways. I encourage all of you guys to at least try it. If you catch it on sale, give it a go. Know that it is hard. I mean, if you're not into hard games, you just want to relax and you're just not into like challenging stuff. That's completely fine. Don't, don't get it. But if you do kind of enjoy some of that stuff, if you do like the reward, the dopamine kick that it gives you whenever you defeat a boss or you complete a level, uh, you know, the, the after you do it a couple more times, you learn the patterns of the of the enemy. You kind of like, you know, you do it again. You you leave with more lives and you and you leave uh, knocking it out in quicker time. And obviously parrying stuff is a big aspect of the game where there are these pink little elements, random different things. They could be... A ghost floating by that's pink uh, while there's like a bunch of blue ghosts or whatever and uh, if you find anything pink in the entire game it is basically parryable which means you can get a full uh, use of your super from hitting them so that is also an element that can be manipulated via charms and and uh, things you equip on your character that can drastically change your gameplay. If you want to rely more on the parries, then that is a big element. Some of the bosses you have to parry. And by the end of the game, you 100% have to parry. Because there are mechanics in the game that will force you to parry. Uh, and then you have the dash, which is another element. And, and that's what makes it great. It's like you have like five things you have to do in the game. But they make it to where each one is very important to master. And it, once you master it... You feel like, you know, you feel like a god. You feel like so strong. It's, for instance, and I'm not trying to spoil anything. One of the later bosses implements damn near all the elements. There are things you have to parry to stay alive. There are things you have to dodge, jump and dodge and jump and parry 
uh, and then jump and wait a second, then dodge. Like there's a lot of little things like that that can make the game really challenging, and and actually makes it to where the the challenge is ever increasing only on the things that you haven't mastered yet. For instance, parries. For instance, dodging. Uh, even shooting. Holding R1 to shoot at any angle while uh, just holding the shoot button without R1 makes you just shoot straight. That becomes a big thing. So as you're like quickly landing and you're aiming up to shoot the shoot the boss head or whatever, you know, and then they come in with a sweeping attack, you got to jump and obviously you have to like let go of R1 and to move and uh, basically the controls are something that you have to master, but they're mastered through trial and error. And they're also mastered through just playing the game and experiencing the, the truly drastic design changes that happen between boss to boss, the improvement on the difficulty from the first boss to the last boss and how they just scale. And there are some bosses that might be harder than others to you because they rely more on parries there might be a boss that relies more on dodging and if you like i said if you don't get these things down uh by the end of it you will be struggling but it's designed in such a way and these bosses are tough in such a way that is made to it is made to make you really rethink how you're playing it and really master the controls and that that, that's what makes it special basically it is a masterpiece Absolutely love it. I give Cuphead, and I, I, I hesitate to give it... I, it's, it's a tough one for me, because I want to give it a 10 out of 10. I absolutely love it. I think it's unique in its own genre, and I feel like, compared to other things in its style of game, and its genre, that it is so drastically different, yet it is also very difficult, that can also bring back you know points for just accessibility, and I feel like that is a an element that is important in gaming. However, I am a deep Dark Souls fan. I am a deep Elden Ring fan. It's a 10. I'm sorry if it's not accessible to everybody. They do a lot to make it, uh, you know, learnable. I, I feel like I learned a lot playing that game, but it, it is definitely something that if you don't feel like going through some of the challenge, it will be difficult and it's not worth your time. But that is the Cuphead review for the X Button Podcast, boys and girls. I absolutely love that game. And uh, that's that. I also want to cover a, a little bit of news. There was, I feel like I was there was something else I wanted to cover game-wise, but I don't really remember. A lot of movie stuff has been happening. Apparently, Craven the Hunter, they're already screwing that movie up out of the gate by making Craven some nature dude, and he's supposed to be like a, an actual hunter who doesn't care about nature. Uh, it, it's Sony. I called this a while back. They're going to ruin everything. Sony obviously didn't make great movies before, for Spider-Man and then all of a sudden, you know, the MCU took over and those movies were great. And then of course they brought in the old movies by adding Andrew and Toby. And then, yeah, it's just a mess. And after, after Morbius, I already knew that was like the first time I was like, Oh, here we go again. You're making the villain likable. And then they're trying to do the same thing with Craven, which they're going, Hey, he's a nature guy. He cares about nature. That's why it's like, his name's Craven the Hunter, bro. Like, what do you mean? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's embarrassing and I don't know why they like messing up movies so much. Anyways, let's move on. Let's talk about some gaming news. There's one thing I want to talk about for sure. And that is Johnny Cage teasing the voice actor for Johnny Cage or the actor. Hmm. Uh, Johnny Cage teasing Mortal Kombat 12 on Twitter. 
This is by Matt Cam on IGN. Andrew Andrew Bowen, I almost said Bowman, the voice actor for Johnny Cage in the Mortal Kombat series, is back on the lot at Warner Brothers for something. In a now-deleted tweet, Bowen shared a video of the voice actor staring in the, wind, in the Warner Brothers studio lot before staring at the camera with a mischievous grin. It's the latest in a series of tweets Bowen has been sharing online of him working on something in the uh, Warner Brothers lot. Which, of course, if you know... Warner Brothers owns Nether or Warner Brothers owns Netherrealm. Hmm, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but they work very closely either way, and that's obviously where they go to make the games. And hey, they're back. It seems like Mortal Kombat 12 is a possibility now, which is very very interesting. I don't know where they would ever announce this. Might be probably Game Awards this year or something. You know, that's typically what they do. Uh, I, there's not really any other spot for them to kind of hop out unless they want to come out, come in with a early 2023 release. They might want to do it soon at some event, but I think overall they like to take their time over at never nether realm. And there have been a lot of rumors going around for them on their next game, whether it's a Marvel injustice type game Injustice three or flat out, uh, mortal Kombat 12. And Mortal Kombat 11 obviously brought in a lot of elements from Injustice, like the character creator or the character creator character uh, customization, the ever living kind of service of the the towers, and being able to like kind of farm those for better items for your your characters and customization stuff for your characters, and uh, obviously all the classic elements like the crypt, uh, the story towers, and of course the big and bad story mode. You know, it, it's, it was a juggernaut of a game, and I'm excited to see what they do with 12 because uh, another thing about 11, uh, Mortal Kombat 9, X, and 11 were all, like, it was the trilogy of the new games, right? They did the, the time jump, and then they were basically rebooting the series in a way from 9. So, uh, you know, now that they're kind of done with that, because if you ever played Mortal Kombat 11... The end of the story was kind of definite. And they also had the story expansion, which is just like, you don't really know where they can go with this stuff. Obviously, the story for Mortal Kombat now is pretty good, but over time, it's been all over the place. If you look at Mortal Kombat 4's uh, ending videos, they're hilariously bad. They're they're so bad. And they're obviously, it's partially due to dated technology and stuff like that, but it is also you know, bad writing. Uh, it's kind of hard to write a story about a guy with metal arms talking to a movie actor who's next to a guy who can turn into a dragon. Like there's a lot of weird stuff there that you can't really mix in. And it's kind of like the creator's fault. However, they've reined it in a bit, no pun intended to what Mortal Kombat 11 was, which was a pretty damn great. Absolutely loved it. Um, and I had a lot of fun times with my friends on there. Uh, it had damn near everything you kind of wanted out of a Mortal Kombat, but my favorite kind of stuff was like Mortal Kombat Armageddon, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, these anthologies that kind of like put together the entire roster up until that point, much like Tekken Tag Tournament. I kind of would like to see another one under Mortal Kombat, but obviously in this day and age with how like drastic the character creator is now and all this, it would take a ton of work. However, there is another game that exists called Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is literally that personified uh, game development, just going ham and developing all these 
delicious, uh, amazing character reveals. Uh, the character, the each character plays unique, and it's all put in the same game, meant to blend together and be balanced. It's it's nuts that these games can be real these days. But hey, you can't say, you know, never say never to this because Smash exists, you know, and that's a good thing. Uh, I just saw an ad for the Callisto Protocol, and I can't freaking wait for that game. Good Lord. When is that coming out? Uh, it is kind of weird that we are getting out of the news cycle, it feels like, for... For... Te, uh, for... Te, uh, for... Te, uh, for... Te, uh, for, te, uh, for, te, for the gaming season. But... Um, wow. Jesus. Sorry. There's so much news going on, and there's not enough news going on. Uh... But it's it's weird that like the news is kind of like dwindling down, and there's you know we're kind of getting back out of the the constant feed of of gaming news. Now it's just more more rumors than anything. And of course we have a couple rumored events like a Nintendo Direct possibly happening happening soon. I know there is one dedicated to Xenoblade Chronicles uh, later today. Actually, if you guys are interested in that, it looks like. The time for that is going to be at 3 p.m. UK time, which I have no idea what that is in American time. That is fantastic. Uh, it's because it's a European article I'm reading. Okay, but you catch my drift. It seems like there is they're releasing more information about Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which is coming out, I think, July 29th or July 30th or something like that. And it is kind of weird that we're getting a month out a direct on it. Uh, I guess because we haven't seen much on the game. I know that like the Xenoblade fan base is is pretty big, and a lot of people love those games. I just never really got into them myself, so I'm I've kind of gotten mixed, you know, signals from Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Uh, big RPGs aren't really my thing for Switch because Switch is, you know, quite frankly, a, a little limited in its power. And when it comes to like big RPGs, you get a lot of stuff loading. You have a lot of open areas you're dealing with. It becomes a more tedious thing to pull off for the switch and it's not really the switch's fault it kind of is it's just you know it's just limited in power power uh it looks like it's going to be today at 10 a.m eastern time 7 a.m pdt uh if you are listening to this podcast you should be in a couple hours if you are listening to this podcast later in the day it's already happened you already know what's going on sorry uh, and let's get into one last news uh, bit kind of thing. Tony Hawk in a live stream broke my heart. Let's just talk about that. Tony Hawk says, and this is according to Michael McWhirter, and it's according to me, and it's according to uh, a, I think he's a Vicarious Visions dev and Tony Hawk himself. They were on a live stream playing Tony Hawk 1 and 2, and this is what the article says that really broke my heart. Tony Hawk says remaster of Pro Skater 3 and 4 isn't happening. Uh, let's see what this what Michael says in this article. A remaster of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, 3 and 4 in the style of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 was once in the works, according to Tony Hawk himself. But that project likely isn't happening thanks to series developers, developer Vicarious Visions being absorbed by Blizzard Entertainment. Of course... Activision Blizzard already owned Vicarious Visions. This was just a merger because Activision Blizzard likes to ruin my life. And 
they made Vicarious Visions work on other Blizzard projects, so they just absorbed them into Blizzard itself and made it to where Vicarious Visions is no longer, which, of course, a lot of people assumed that Pro Skater 3 and 4 was a possibility, and now, according to Tony Hawk, we all know that it's not. And that breaks my freaking heart because, as you know, if there's one thing you know, there's a couple things Jordy Boy, that's me, uh, loves in this world. You know, let, let me go down the list of things I love. I love Transformers. I love Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I love The Last of Us. I love chai tea lattes. I love vanilla Coke. I love a lot of things, but hey, it breaks my heart when I know these things don't happen. And <sighs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is so damn good. It was such a love letter. It got most of the music back. Uh, the gameplay was solid as shit. And, th and this is a big thing. I know a lot of people are like, hey, it's just a remaster, obviously, da 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 No, this was more of this was a remake. And it was also... <sighs> if you are a fan of Tony Hawk's games, you know how special 1 and 2 was. Like, whenever they brought it back, it was a big deal. Because we had just gotten off the heels of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, you know? Uh, terrible Tony Hawk's Pro Skater remasters, all kinds of shit. But Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 was one of the worst things ever done. Um, it had it to where the last stage, one of the one of the level uh, things you had to finish in the last stage, you had to completely grind this like super ridiculous uh, grind line, whatever you want to call it. You start going on it. As you're grinding, your board falls through the bar itself just because it's a glitch. Like, it's just so buggy. I got the platinum for that game. It is like a 0.1%. It is so low. Nobody played that bullshit. But I'm saying I got the platinum just to say that I did it while all these glitches were happening. I could not wait. I was playing it. I love that game. I, lo or I don't love that game. I love the series so much that I had to, you know, get that one under my belt. I get it under my belt after months of trying, or not months of trying, weeks of trying, and struggling and struggling and struggling, and then they patch it, and then they fix it, and the game is still shit, because the way they set it up was so bad, uh, you could play as Lil Wayne, which I thought was interesting, and, uh, you know, hey, 1 and 2 was there to remind us that, hey, you guys, you fans of Tony Hawk's, we love you, they just gave us a nice little kiss on the forehead, patted us on the heads, and gave us our childhood back and then blizzard pulls the rug right from under us and that is the worst thing ever my heart's broken but i will go on i i i hope I, and and here's the thing part of me is like it's not happening but also part of me is like there's a chance that it could still happen Fan backlash is a big deal nowadays, especially with, like, cancel culture and shit. There's a lot of stuff. Like, you just tweeting nonstop about shit. There is a strong enough fan base behind Tony Hawk, especially after this news, that we will we'll get a little something. I feel like eventually, you got to make that game, man. you got to make it. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 was so freaking good. The airport level, man, that is my childhood in a nutshell. I didn't even really... Like, I played 1 and 2. I remember all those levels... I'll be honest. I mainly remember the demos. I remember Warehouse and all that shit. And the hangar. But I didn't really play the full games until I got that game. Of course, I got the Platinum on 1 Plus 2. Come on now. But, you know, 
that's all I really, that's my only experience with it. Three, I lived in three. I lived inside three. And the fact that that's not happening anymore breaks my heart to its core. And I'm so upset about that. Anyways, I'm going to go cry now. I just want to let you guys know that I appreciate you guys being here. Also, there's apparently a skate um, a skate announcement for Skate 4 happening soon, according to a lot of rumors. So, interested on that one. Anyways, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I will see you guys back on Friday with God knows what. Come check out the stream. I'll be streaming every day, even though my, my setup is a little shitty right now. I will be streaming, and I hope to see you guys there. Come Come leave a like, a sub, say hi, whatever you want to do. And uh, yeah, let's get this going, man. We're we're spreading the X button podcast. We're getting bigger and bigger. And I appreciate all the support and love you guys send my way. And uh, like I said, I hope to see you on stream. And I'll see you guys later, Friday, or on stream. Bye, guys.